Boom. of a dairy pod well. <laughs> like everything else has happened in the last two years that's just because of COVID but <laughs> we're, we're back and I don't know this is going to be kind of a roundup of the last few days because <laughs> yeah we've not we've not talked in not talked in like three days I know yeah, and a lot's happened yeah it has we spent a lot of time talking about Valieva uh, she is now being cleared to compete but with the caveat that if she finishes in the top three there will be no award ceremony and it it seems people are very divided chris yeah another another one is that if like there was supposed to be 25 people that qualify for the final mm-hmm. and if she's among the 25 26 will qualify yeah so i it's really <laughs> weird it's, I mean, I don't, I don't know. It seems like a bunch of half-arsed me- uh, measures. If, uh, well, it, there, do- there doesn't seem to be a lot of joined-up reasoning. Um, no. Some of the bodies are seem very seem very certain that she's definitely going to be stripped of these medals at some stage. And others mm. say, you, you never know. You never know. There's still the uh, B test to examine. And... She is claiming she drank a contaminated glass of water that her grandfather had used. Sounds a little bit like the case of the doped up lip balm, but I don't know. Well, in true Olympopod style, we are recording just as qualification begins. So we'll bring you news (laughs) of that another day. Another day. Another day. Don't say tomorrow, Ruth. No. (laughs) Who knows what'll happen (laughs) as I traverse through Northern Europe and you battle COVID. Mm. Another piece of old news, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> They're Norwegian brothers, Tarje and Johannes Thinge. On Saturday, became the first siblings to share a biathlon podium after the 10 kilometer sprint event. Johannes now has three golds and a bronze from this games. He also has a gold and two silvers from the 2018 games. Tarje won bronze in the 10 kilometer sprint event and has a silver from the sprint and a gold from the relay we already talked about them but chris i've got a new piece of news because i was listening uh, to the bbc commentary and one of the uh commentators said you can't spell biathlon without b what <laughs> you can't spell biathlon <laughs> Well, I'm sorry, uh, but if you anglicize b, it's bo, be a bo, b o e. You can't spell and biathlon without. B. You certainly can't spell biathlon without an e. Biathlon, 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 biathlon. Okay, yeah, and uh, well, I, you have you already said they they won gold today as a team. Yep. Yes. They won gold in the uh, men's relay, which is great news because Johannes had a bit of a shit show on the Sunday. 
You remember when I was looking forward to the Trivial Pursuit? Yes. As you now called it, uh, Tarje ended up getting the the silver, but it was Johannes who had a big old lead at the start. Mm. He shot or he missed seven targets and uh, ended up way down in fifth. Disgraceful. Disgraceful. Well, anyway, they got got gold today in the relay, as you said, and you can't spell bonus gold without... Oh, God. It was a good day for Norway today. Yeah, I mean, they're top of the table. Three gold medals, and the most recent one came just before we recorded Mm -hmm. in the individual Large Hill Nordic Combined. And as the commentator... Ollie Williams, I think his name is, said, A calamity of epic proportions. Olympopod-worthy calamity. As the leader after the uh, ski jumping, Jarl Magnus Rieber, mm-hmm. had a 44-second lead, but at the end of his first lap, went the wrong way. No! And Jarl Magnus, who has won... This season, twenty or he's won the twenty-one of the last twenty-four large hill races. Missed the normal hill because he was in isolation with COVID, which meant he didn't know the course, and that that showed at the end of the first lap as he went down the finish way rather than going around the lap again. So that's he instead of continuing onto the next lap, he was like, "Yep, that's me done." Going to the finish line and then realized, managed to turn around. but had lost his 44 second lead and yeah he ran out of uh, ran out of steam eventually but it was a very similar to the normal hill conclusion where a late surge at the final climb uh, saw people come out of nowhere and uh, shift the entire course of the race happened again today as in the final climb two other norwegians came through to claim gold and silver jurgen grabach won gold Jens Loros of the Bro run one silver and Akito Watabe got bronze for Japan. So a calamity in the Nordic combined. We mentioned DJ Benjamin Alexander representing Jamaica. How did he get on? He came 46th. Ah, wonderful. However, um, oh. he, a lot of people didn't even finish that event. 30 competitors in the men's giant slalom didn't did not finish so it was for a guy who only started skiing at age 31 pretty yeah. damn good yeah fair play to him you, That's, uh, you essentially started going yeah you essentially started skiing at 31 didn't you correct so there you that go. is actually uh, 100 percent accurate <laughs> <laughs> so what have i got here six years Get my shit together. Yeah. yeah. The next. Yeah. yeah. He went to University College London. I went to University College Dublin. He is a DJ. I am not. No, but you're... I mean, a, you are a commentary jock. <laughs> Did he say something hilarious afterwards? I'm pretty sure I heard him say something hilarious afterwards, but I can't remember off the top of my head what he said. And if we have the quotes from a couple of days ago... Ah, here we go. Freaking hell, that was hard, he said after <laughs> afterwards. Uh, did he say anything else funny? 
I don't know. Maybe it doesn't have to be funny on this occasion. Congratulations, Benjamin, for finishing. Yesterday, when I talked to my bed, uh, I listened to a documentary uh, about Devin Harris, who also represented Jamaica in the famous Jamaican bobsay team of 1992 as the pilot. And mm. I cannot wait. Like, that Olympopod is going to be about two or three episodes long. He has an absolutely fascinating story. The Cool Runnings film, if anything, takes out a lot of the drama because there was a lot more going on that made it into the film. Ruth, but, are we not, are we not but, saving this for the actual Olympopod when we get to that one? <laughs> my meanders where, are going where you somewhere. Go, where are you going? Okay, I, I trust you. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not like your man going the wrong direction on the course. No. I, have, I, have, I see the finish line. He mentioned in that documentary, and it was correct of time of recording, that he was the first and only black pilot of the bobsled to mm. make it into the Olympics. Now, there have been some more since and at this Olympics as well. Uh, but diversity does seem to be a major issue at the Winter Olympics. Mm-hmm. A Nigerian Winter Olympian, Simadeli Adiagbo, uh, she said that... Sh- at Pyeongchang, roughly 70% of the participants are from Europe or the Americas. It's not representative of the world. And I mean, we've made some suggestions of sports that could be more inclusive, uh, but it is, it's a big, big issue. And this is kind of highlighted by the fact that Erin Jackson of Team USA, she took gold in the 500 meter speed skate on Sunday. And she's mm. the first ever black woman to win gold in any speed skating event. Well done. Ah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I, 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 so anyway, we need, we need, we need some more. We need certainly need more diversity. I don't know how we do that, except that I also then saw another article, and we we touched on this when we talked about the ski jumping in the Canadians saying that they weren't well financed. That one of the things about the Winter Olympics, it's essentially who has the most modern equipment. Yeah. So there's a huge disparity in funding across the world for Winter Games, obviously. I mean, you can put your money somewhere else. But it it does mean that the playing field, certainly in the foreseeable future, can never be level. No. Well, even in the, um, I think it was in the the luge with the Brits who were competing perfectly fine. Uh, You know, technically we're doing everything right, but the commentators were saying, well, there's no chance they're going to get anywhere beyond, I don't know, 20th because their equipment isn't as good as the rest. Yeah. And that's the UK. Yeah. Uh, but I like what, what our friend Benjamin Alexander said at the, uh, at the end of the race. I'll keep hammering on skiing and ski racing and uh, show that ski racing doesn't have to be about the 10 countries that have mountains and a lot of wealth. If it is, then everyone else gets bored and watches something else. Hmm. I mean, in one way... <laughs> Curling is something that everyone can. It, it, it requires very little in terms of very fancy equipment, except that you need an ice rink. Mm. And as we see in Ireland, that's a very big obstacle. I recently heard that Saudi Arabia had its first curling team. It was going off, uh, I think, last year to its first ever curling championship. I think the game lost, but it doesn't really matter. Mm. Cur- we need We need more stuff that doesn't require the best in the world or maybe we need more quota places it will mean that we'll have more b finals 
but just to just so that people can start seeing that this is something open for everyone. I mean, Discovery Plus are saying that this is the most watched Winter Olympics of all time. They should really start making sure that everyone who's watching it can feel represented. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. And on that then, when it comes to the monobob, monobob. which I understand the reasoning behind having a like leveling up the men's and women's competitions mm-hmm. for the bobsleigh but does it not then seem like when you look at the monobob results then where you have USA in first place USA in second place Canada in third place that why not just go for the four woman bob I agree because the four <laughs> man bob has well that sparked the aforementioned Jamaican team, and you could probably get a bit more representation overall then, because there were 20 athletes in the monobob, and yeah, ended up being USA, USA, Canada. Mm. So if you're going to come at it saying, okay, equality, so the same amount of medals for both, well, how about have four then? Because it feels like when you just have the top 20 athletes competing for this new medal, that makes it even more exclusive. If you have four women teams, it spreads it out more because it is, even though you're going to have four athletes in the team, I think there is the possibility to uh, to spread the love a little bit more in terms of representation. Mm. Is it some random piece of Cupertonian misogyny that like a four bob, you need more strength, so you can't put four women in a four man bob? <laughs> like, do you think it's like some weird reasoning like that? <laughs> I don't know. We can look into it. We'll yeah. talk about it next time. <laughs> <laughs> but as on to some good news then before uh, the last one, well, the last things I have really on today, because uh, I watched a lot of um, big air stuff today in the skiing oh. and snowboarding. And uh, there, I really like the, particularly the camaraderie in the uh, snowboarding big air, particularly on the women's side where, at the end of it, the entire final field celebrated with the uh, with the winning athlete, and in the women's big air in snowboarding, and Anna Gasser won it. And what I really like it was Zoe uh, Sadowski Sinnet who finished in second place. We talked about her a few days ago winning the slope style for New Zealand, the first ever gold medalist from New Zealand. She was the last to jump and just uh, just missed out, but straight away went to Anna Gasser uh, from Austria to celebrate with her. And then the whole bunch of them jumped on top and uh, it was really nice. I liked it a lot. I think it was uh, a great show of camaraderie and similar, not to the same extent on men's side, to be fair, but on the men's event, it was um, a week after we saw Max Parot win the slope style. So these are all the same athletes going again. That was a bit controversial at the time because of, how he won it with uh, the judges missing out. Um, everyone kind of calmed down a little bit after that, like Mark McMorris, who was his uh, fellow Canadian and who was also on the podium in third place. He apologized for being a bit of a uh, ungrateful so-and-so. And um, everyone was happy again. Everyone was friends. And uh, Su Yiming, who missed out in the slope style, uh, because of that error from the judges, won in the big air today uh he won gold by 
almost 11 points. He absolutely hammered it. And uh, yeah, it was just great to see everyone celebrate with him, the first Chinese snowboarder to get a gold medal. Mm -hmm. I think uh, with a lot of these sports, you're thrown together at different events in different mountains around the world that yeah. it, it, it's easy to see why there would be this international cooperation and camaraderie, as he said. Uh, and it is, it is nice to see. I have just found Inside the Games has just published an article mm. reporting on James McLeod, the IOC's director of Olympic Solidarity and National Olympic Committee relations. He has just responded to the issue of diversity at the Olympics. It says here in the article, he insisted that he did not believe the organization needed to comment on whether it was acceptable for just six athletes to represent the whole of Africa, which has a population of 1.3 billion. And it's also, it also says here, well, I just mentioned the quotas. The International Bobsleigh and Skeleton Federation recently decided to ditch continental quota spots. So oh. that's, and that's, and that is one of the reasons why there was such a lack of diversity. Did they say why they decided to ditch it? Just because. Okay. Hmm. Um, so there you go. Maybe we need to send a Winter Olympics to Africa. Yeah. Pretty cool to see some big air off table mountain. Yeah. We can uh, we can create fake snow. Uh, the, the, if the needed only, as well. I mean, the thing is, who wants to host the Winter Olympics? So I can understand why South Africa uh, doesn't want to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> so what's coming up next, Ruth? As soon as I get off this, I'd like to watch a bit of the qualifications. For the skating, see how Valieva mm. does. Um, Will you be supporting Valieva? Ah, uh, I mean, there's no happy ending here. If she performs badly, that's because of everything that's been going on around her. If she wins, uh, as she's favourite to do, I mean, it, it causes more controversy again. So uh, I'm looking forward to actually seeing her in action. Um, and mm. hopefully she does perform to her best. And hopefully there is some sort of satisfactory outcome for the next Olympics. Very uh, diplomatic answer. Hmm. Denmark watch. Oh. Before we go. How it's not Denmark? good news overall. Oh, no. Particularly in the team events. Uh, Denmark, bottom of the men's curling with one victory and six defeats so far. Good news there. Their one victory came over arch rivals Norway. The women's curling, not much better uh madeline dupont leading the team to just two victories so far and five defeats their victories came over china and the rock and speaking of the rock we do have denmark in the quarterfinals of the ice hockey for men Yay! is that because everyone got into the quarterfinals no everyone got into the playoffs okay uh usa finland rock and sweden all went through automatically to the quarterfinals mm -hmm. and uh denmark beat latvia 3-2 in the playoffs. Uh, that was earlier today. And they now face the ROC. They face Rock in the quarterfinals, which is going to be tough. But they're there. Yes, they're there. Uh, we have someone to cheer for if we choose to watch ice hockey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Joe, I just, I sort of feel with the ice hockey, I, I, I watched a little bit of it. 
And I know it has a huge amount of support, including amongst many of our listeners. Uh, so I'm not trying to a- alienate another sport, but it doesn't really seem, first of all, that they're very good at skating. Second of all, that they're very accurate. <laughs> what? Second of all, that they're very accurate. Oh, uh, no, don't go that this route. <laughs> that they're not very good at like, accuracy in terms of hitting the ball. Maybe I just oh, watched dear. a very bad match. Um, but it, <laughs> it, it just sort of seems like there's, it's kind of like rugby league on ice. Like when we, to- when we talked about the football mm. on ice, Ice foosball. Ice foosball. And they have to wear bowling shoes so that they're slipping all over the place. I mean, mm. essentially just bulky that. And why does the goal keep on moving? <laughs> the goal keeps moving because people keep falling on each other. Yeah. Crowding the goalkeeper after they make a save because they do shoot on target <laughs> very often. I think we're really being unfair to the goalkeepers there. Um, I thought you were going to go down... Uh, a more nuanced avenue there. No. Uh, no, no which no. And, and you would have been very right to because there's no NHL players in these games for the yes. second time. It doesn't mean they're shit, though. There's still, <laughs> some, there's still some incredibly good leagues, in, particularly in Europe. And the uh, I think the Continental Hockey League is what they call the, the Russian one. The Russian with friends. And uh, yeah, but it means, of course, it's a bit like football at the Olympics, though. Again, I thought you were about to go down that avenue before you said football and ice. See, you, you left me hanging there in a couple of cases. You, you, you had me got on a couple of uh, occasions during that rant. <laughs> but I think in that sense, it is a bit uh, second, a bit secondary, really. If there's no, if you don't have all the best players in the world, just like in football, you don't have all the best players in the world, should it be there? And uh, it's a good question. Good question, Ruth. You didn't didn't (laughs) say it in those words. (laughs) (laughs) I'm attributing it to you. Okay. Um, Did the USA ever recover from their tiffle in 1948? Oh, amongst each other. Well, we'll find find out uh, soon enough. But at the moment, they're in position. They were the top seed at the end of the the group phase. (laughs) They haven't faced... Oh, sorry, they did beat Canada. Yeah, they beat Canada four two in the in the preliminary round. So yeah, mm. that'll be a fun game at the end. USA versus Canada in the final. Okay, probably, I'll, I'll, I'll watch that then. I'll watch that then. <gasps> oh no! What USA and Canada are set to face in the semi-finals. Okay, I'll watch the semi-finals then. And, if and Canada then... can beat Sweden, which is not guaranteed. No, well, do you know what, Chris? In the last games in the Tokyo twenty twenty one. I was very skeptical of baseball and softball, and then I ended up enjoying it a lot. So maybe I need to just be more open-minded and give it a go. Maybe. Right, Ruth, I have to uh, catch a train very shortly. Oh, I was... Any parting words? No, I was about to mention that there should be more horses in the Olympics, so that's probably good that you have to leave. Yeah, let's uh, save that for (laughs) next time. (laughs) 